I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist of Econoday. Let's start the week off by quickly recapping some of key points from last week. The highlight was testimony by Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke on his uh, semi-annual report to Congress on monetary policy. What stood out for you, Mark? Basically, when he testified before Congress for his semi-annual testimony, basically he stated that monetary policy is going to be loose for quite some time. He sees no tightening for the foreseeable future. He's essentially emphasizing for traders and investors and businesses that they are going to be in a loose monetary policy environment for quite some time. And again, he's into trying to provide guidance. There was really no new news but it was the fact that the markets are finally starting to understand what the Fed is saying. And Bernanke provided repeated guidance, not new guidance, but repeated guidance on what to expect in terms of uh, what happens with quantitative easing and Fed policy rates. And he specifically stated that he anticipates three stages in upcoming changes, long-term changes in monetary policy. The first stage, he sees the end of asset purchases, and that, that decision is data dependent. And it's going to depend on the unemployment rate uh, coming down to 6.5%. So the second stage is when the unemployment rate reaches 6.5%, then there will be discussion, consideration, not an automatic trigger of when policy rates, that is the Fed funds rate, perhaps the discount rate are raised. And then the third stage would be the normalization of policy rates. And based on current Fed forecasts, the Fed funds rate in the long run would be somewhere in the 4% vicinity. So he's importantly stating that there's going to be heavy telegraphing of any changes, either in terms of tapering or in terms of when the Fed funds rate rises. But for the foreseeable future, we're in a very friendly environment in terms of loose monetary policy. Turning to this week's upcoming economic news, we are taping at midday uh, Monday. Uh, housing is on the agenda this week with existing home sales already out uh, this morning. They proved to be weaker than expected, actually showing a decline. Uh, and they follow last week's uh, disappointment on declines in housing starts and housing permits. It looks like uh, the mortgage rates that we've been talking about, the, the, the sharp rise over the last couple of months, may be actually taking some steam out of the market. What do you think? Uh, that's a good question. There are a couple of cross currents going on here, and certainly in June we saw a rise in mortgage rates, and part of that was related to the so-called taper talk, where uh, markets were worried that the Fed was going to cut back on quantitative easing, and we did see a rise in mortgage rates. Since then, in July, we've seen a little bit of easing, but you know we're we're still looking at June data coming in, so that that was a factor. But also another factor was the wet weather. 
and that may have had some impact on uh, sales at the last minute during the latter part of the month. So we, we may be in a period where we need to look at an average of uh, two or three months to see what the underlying trend is, especially now that we've had mortgage rates ease a little bit, not back to, to where they were before the taper talk, but uh, they've come down just a, a bit. And we have the FHA, uh, FHFA uh, house price index tomorrow. Uh, the price indications in the existing home sales report uh, this morning were very strong. Prices are, are going up, uh, and that should hopefully bring in more uh, uh, homes onto the market. Uh, and then we have new home sales uh, later in the week. What are you looking for uh, on new home sales? Well, today's report on existing home sales will certainly raise the issue of whether there should be a, a little bit of cutback in terms of what's expected for new home sales. However, uh, we, we still have a reduction in uh, distressed properties on the market for the existing component, which in turn affects you know, the availability or the demand for new home sales. And we've had actually good numbers for uh, the housing market index from the National Association of Home Builders. So it's really going to be an issue. There, there are cross currents here. Uh, we have uh, you know, worries about rising mortgage rates that can cut into those who qualify, but it also can uh, boost a sense of urgency for those who do qualify to hurry up and buy before rates go up further, at least in terms of how they perceive where rates are headed. Also, uh, the National Association of Home Builders Index for June, well, we've got data for July, which, which are good, but uh, trying to match the numbers June for June, uh, the numbers were, were positive. We had a pickup in uh, actual sales according to National Association of Home Builders. So, that's a positive for the new home sales number in terms of uh, what it may turn out to be. Well, it's interesting. Uh, housing had been so strong uh, in the spring, and, and now we're, we're getting a little bit of a, a retrenchment, and it's reflected in your commentary, which is, you know, a kind of bit uh, defensive for the housing market. But manufacturing, which had been a little bit on the defensive, uh, seems to be popping back up, and we're getting some key numbers. Uh, we have the uh, market PMI on Wednesday. We have a very important Durables Good, uh, Durables Good uh, report out on Thursday, and then we have two regional reports, Richmond on Tuesday and Kansas City on Thursday. How are these reports si sizing up, Mark? Uh, basically, the latest numbers, for the most part, are showing manufacturing regaining momentum moderately, maybe modestly. We had a, a decent industrial production report uh, last week. Uh, industrial production was up 0.3%. Uh, following no change in May, so that, that clearly was an improvement. Uh, what, what we have in terms of the regional Fed numbers, in terms of durables, those numbers are mixed. Uh, we had uh, growth at the Empire State level that improved. It came in at a strong 9.46, but that was for July. Uh, June was still positive at 7.84. 
and uh, we had improvement at the Empire State level in July, but actually it was negative for the durables component. In contrast, uh, we had improvement at the Philly Fed. Uh, orders were at a very sharp 6.6% in June, though it did moderate a bit in July. So we have uh, mixed data for Ju June in terms of the regional Fed data. But looking at the components of the durables orders, it looks like the consensus is expecting some improvement in transportation at the you know which will help the headline level and the core rate is also modestly positive we get an update on the consumer sector at week's close with the university of michigan consumer sentiment index this could be a market mover after last week's uh, disappointing uh, sales report that's right uh, we had a very well the, the headline number looked okay. It, it came in at 0.4%. But then after you strip out motor vehicles, which were disappointing relative to the unit new auto sales data, and also uh, strip out the rise in gasoline prices, actually had a decline of 0.1% last week for uh, the core retail sales number. So markets are going to look to see if there's any change in the consumer mood. And we've got cross currents there. We've had improvement in initial jobless claims. However, actual job gains have been sluggish and also gasoline prices have been rising. So given last week's retail sales number at the core level, uh, the consumer sentiment number could be very important in terms of moving the markets and it's going to be up to the consumer to net out the effects of improved jobless claims and higher gasoline prices. They're obviously headed in different directions. And how does the, the rally in the stock market fit in for the consumer? Uh, that's clearly a positive. Uh, June was not a good month. That was the uh, so-called taper tantrum month. And since then, uh, equities have come up substantially. So I, I, I do believe that uh, the, the higher income uh, consumers who are going to be more positive, uh, they, they're seeing their wealth come back. Uh, those that are, are not so much in the stock market, uh, they're going to be looking at gasoline prices and not feeling very good about it. So. Uh, there's a lot to net out on that. Thanks a lot. Mark Rogers from Econoday. I'm Mark Pender from Econoday.